down my blackout blanket. Damn. I'll get that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I kind of like it. You know, it's like extra privacy for poor people. We can't own a curtain. If you guys are out there and you're looking for an f- easy fix, take a bed sheet, pin that bitch to the wall. Uh, I bent my little... Uh, I, I just used one of my like little office yeah. pins, you know, and I was trying to push it in the wall, and I bent the needle in it because uh, <laughs> I don't think that's really what they're meant for. Ah, uh, damn. I think they're more corkboard push pins yeah. than uh, plaster wall push pins. <laughs> Fuck it, mistakes were made. Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting the Mistakes Were Made podcast. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the snow bunny, Kristen Pennington. Welcome to 2020, motherfuckers. <laughs> Future Brett and Kristen. Future Brett and Kristen. <laughs> or anybody who's currently listening to this. It's 2020, bitch. Perfect vision. <laughs> I saw, uh, like, it wasn't really that funny, but it was like a meme-esque thing where somebody took a picture of yeah. the guys from Peaky Blinders and said, uh, we're about to be back in the 20s, so you guys better be putting on three-piece suits. Yeah, I saw that. I saw uh, another one that was... Uh, Talking about, you know, we need to wear suits and we need to legalize machine guns and we need to like end the prohibition and legalize machine guns and bring our boys back from the other side of the world and legalize machine guns. <laughs> Get us back there, baby. Welcome to 2020. What's the big goal? What are you feeling? Um, we we kind of did a big goals podcast yeah. on the last one, but uh have having hopefully finished this film by the time this podcast airs <laughs> hopefully yeah i was supposed to have rules written out today for the homework oh, assignment shoot. and i didn't do that uh they'll be up by the time you guys hear this but uh they're they're not on recording yet because have we even decided what we're doing yet <laughs> well i was gonna leave that up to the imagination <laughs> like maybe they're like well they kind of know and it's like no i we got like five or six ideas, and we'll. It was the we'll holiday. It was the holiday. Yeah, you drank, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the heater went out on the jeep. So I tried to fix that, and I tweaked my back, and couldn't be bothered to yeah. to do it. So uh, they'll be up on the website by the time you guys hear this episode. So go check that out, and we'll do a read on the, the next episode. Hell yeah, we can go watch the dolls directed by Kristen Pennington in the top right hand corner. You can swing on down, go down there, look at the Madman Diaries. I wrote that shit. Send me ten dollars, I'll send it to you. <laughs> or check out the homework assignment. <laughs> or check out the homework assignment. Or and check out the homework assignment. Don't don't or do us. Do all three. Do all three. Fuck it. Read some short stories in that bitch. Take a look at some cool pictures Kristen's putting up. I need to put pictures up from the homework assignment. Well, yeah, you got a couple of cool ones today. Because you shot for the homework assignment today. I did. I'm proud um, of you. Not in 2020, though. This is not past Kristen and yeah. Brett. This is still pre-deadline Kristen and Brett. <laughs> Very close to the deadline Kristen and Brett. But as you heard on the last episode, we gave ourselves an extra week because we're pretty sure we're the only people doing it. So fuck it. Yeah. And uh, again, it was a holiday. I drank a lot. Yeah, you were fucking hilarious last night. We were watching this documentary. What was it called? Don't Fuck With Cats. It It is arguably the most fucked up thing I've watched since that documentary about the rape of Nan King. Like, the, the Nan King one was the last one that fucked me up really bad. I went and bought, like, a 30 case of beer and then um, ordered a pizza because I knew it was going to be a rough one. And I just sat there eating pizza and I lost my appetite on like the third bite. So I just had cold Domino's pizza for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, it was my idea to watch this. <laughs> and um, I had already heard it was kind of a rough uh, documentary yeah. to watch. I thought it was just about cats, which it kind of was. <laughs> I knew, th- I, I didn't realize um, it was like, a bunch of people on the internet like coming yeah. together to try to catch this guy. I did know it was about a guy who abused animals, mm-hmm. so I knew that much. I didn't know that he actually killed a person, though. Me either. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. Sorry. They explained it, it in, you. The, in the intro, so I think we're safe. Like, human yeah. foot found, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, <coughs> but yeah, we were eating spaghetti and um, <laughs> uh, the little biscuits you make from the Red Lobster kit. And uh, I had, like, a bite of a biscuit in my mouth when they got to the first video, and I, like, could not get it down. It was, like, just, like, stuck in the back of my throat because, yeah. like, my mouth suddenly felt, like, so thick and dry. I was like, I can't 
get this down. <laughs> Ten but minutes after, into the first episode. <laughs> after that, I was done. I was like, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not hungry anymore. Got really thirsty. Kristen banged back four glasses of wine in like the 45 minutes that remained on that episode. <laughs> so anxious because they kept showing videos. <laughs> And they were kind of teasing like they were going to show what the he actually videos. did. Yeah. So like every time I was just like, oh God, this is going to be the one. I'm not ready. God, damn it. <laughs> no, it was fucking rough. And then we watched the second episode, which was also Kristen's idea. And she continued to drink and finished the bottle up. <laughs> then we walked downstairs. Why is the yeah. wine gone? Yeah. Kristen was that drunk. Like <laughs> she was the wet. Why is the rum always gone? <laughs> Jack Sparrow with a fucking Merlot. And uh, we walked down the stairs, and I thought you were going to die. I was convinced. I was like, I, sweetheart, I can handle it. I, I can do this. <laughs> you wanted to walk the dog. And then we came upstairs, started the next thing, and woke up this morning at 1 o'clock. We passed out before the... We didn't the, even start it. We, we didn't, didn't even start it? I don't think so. I don't think we turned it on at all. Well, we have to watch that tonight as fun as that's going to be. Yeah. I do, I do want to see the last one. Yeah. And I have a full bottle of wine, so... Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get that whole thing down in the first episode no because i have work tomorrow it would be terrible i woke up feeling yeah, so yeah. shitty this morning but it was i mean it was an incredible documentary series like really well done really well shot the story is a lot more interesting than i thought it was going to be like the first 10 minutes i was like well how can they possibly stretch this out but they turn it into like an old school detective tale really fucking cool documentary well, i like too that um they don't necessarily make the people trying to find this guy look like good guys the whole time yeah. like they do address that that's a issue on the internet you know where you have like, like this cult mindset mm-hmm. where people just kind of band together behind a cause regardless of the consequences yeah. and, and it leads um, to like bullying and harassment and stuff yeah like and that. they uh, basically caused a guy to commit suicide because yeah. of it and their search to stop the killer and it's like you guys have caused someone to take their own lives yeah. I like that they address that like you become the joker in your attempts to be the Batman <laughs> <laughs> what is that quote you live long enough to shoot what I know exactly what I'm, I'm gonna let you die on the sword no. I'm not getting the angry emails something about you become the villain yeah. or whatever you, you guys either die the me. hero or live long enough to be the villain yeah Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Quoting Batman. That's how this episode's going. <laughs> but uh, you you shot for the film today while I was downstairs cursing out my Jeep and freezing my dick off. There's I would a... recharge the phone and then I'd go downstairs. Then I needed the flashlight on my phone to work on the Jeep. And then my phone would die inside of 10 minutes. I'd have to walk back up the stairs and plug it in. It would be at like 45%. Did you have a flashlight anywhere? No, it was in my tool bag that got stolen. Aww, babe. <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with like a, a handful of sockets. I'm going to buy you a new tool bag. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm going to the pawn shops probably tomorrow to like look around. I'll probably find the bag and that's all I care about. I'll, I'll rebuy all the tools and stuff, but I'm not getting sad this early in the episode. But <laughs> while I was downstairs working on the Jeep, uh, Kristen was up here shooting B-roll. I don't really understand what B-roll is, so can you? So, um, B-roll is... Uh, mostly like filler footage like I in the past have been relatively bad about not really shooting much b-roll and a lot of the time it kind of helps enhance like the mood that you're trying to project in a a film so uh shoot I can't remember what movie it was but there was that one of our two-star movies that we were watching where they started the film with like just this drone footage leading up to the house Uh and like stuff like that kind of like puts you in the situation a bit more. So um, it's an important thing to add to your films to kind of help enhance them. I know it kind of seems like mm-hmm. fluff at the time when you're shooting it. Like, definitely shoot B-roll that's relevant to what the movie is about. Don't just shoot random yeah. shit. But, um, but there's a lot of it, you know. If I had to come up, I'm, I only reference like five films on this podcast, but uh, No Country. There's a lot of B-roll shots kind of like that. Yeah. Where you get, you know, especially when he's out at the beginning in the hunting scene, he's just kind of, you know, hunting those uh, antelope or whatever yeah. he's, he's going for. And it makes this feeling of he's all alone out there. Yeah, and it, um, I mean, I've done it before, like where you just have scenes that are like the dialogue or the action mm-hmm. or whatever, but it it makes it feel like less natural, I guess, when or in my opinion anyway, when you don't have like any kind of, other stuff because mm-hmm. like if you know i was 
going into somebody's house for the first time or whatever, you kind of naturally kind of look around. It's like a curiosity yeah. thing. You kind of take in the setting. So, um, yeah, like I shot a lot of B-roll today kind of showing mm-hmm. important aspects of the place that we're shooting in yeah. that kind of um, tell you a little bit about who the character is. I don't really want to like delve too deep into it because... I don't know if I'll have released the film at the point that this podcast has aired. So, <laughs> have yeah. to look at the calendar. Um, no, it's interesting how that works, you know, in life and in storytelling. Um, but the same, because you need those little bits. Uh, my favorite scene in one of the books that I very often reference, Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk, um, he's distracted talking on the phone, practicing cooking lobster for the family that he, you know, like works for I guess is kind of the thing and um, the last line in the chapter is like as he's eating the lobster he realizes the heart is still beating so he didn't cook the lobster long enough to kill it and he's been devouring and the line that hits you in that entire chapter is the realization that he's been eating a living lobster which would be kind of synonymous to that b-roll thing which like here's a very close detail that you don't think is necessary And in life, it works in trauma situations, you know, when somebody's been through something that shakes them, they only remember like three seconds of the entire event and it's all splattered in different areas. That's pretty cool. Very specific details, usually. So you bring that to life when you shoot the B roll of, say, you know, the the sink dripping, you know. Yeah. Like I have an example of that actually. I got in a real life situation, I got in a really bad car wreck when I mm-hmm. was uh, a senior in high school and um, accidentally drove my car off a cliff. Oh, nice. And uh, it, it rolled a couple of times. I uh, took the full impact of a tree on my side of the car. So, uh, like, my car yeah. flipped up into it. Is so that it, where the brain damage happened? Probably, yeah. Is that why you're, that why you're in the wheelchair right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, my side of the car, like, caved in on top of me. And... Um, when I got out of the car, like this is, I, I, I didn't pass out or anything, mm-hmm. so I remember most of what happened. But when I got out of the car, the car, like the most specifically vivid memory that I have of the instance, which I'm telling you this because I feel like if you've ever experienced like weird things like this, or if you pay attention to movies in general, it can kind of yeah. help you um, consider what details are important mm-hmm. and what you should show. And um, how you can kind of put people in that situation, because that's the point. You want people to connect with whatever you're creating. But um, when I got out of the car, I uh, it was, like, super, super quiet. Like, I couldn't hear anything at all, just because mm-hmm. I was, like, out in the middle of the country. I, like, just could hear, like, the night air. Yeah. And then I felt something warm um, running down my face. And I, like, just brushed my hand across mm-hmm. my forehead to, like, wipe it away because I thought it was just, like, water or something. And my hand was, like, completely covered in blood. And then I remember hearing just this, like, really distant whining sound. Mm-hmm. And, like, my brain hadn't, like, processed what it was yet. And then, like, after a minute I realized it was me screaming. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you get these, like, weird... Intimate, yeah, yeah, like, details that are, like, very specific to people's personal experiences. So... If you've ever experienced, hopefully not something traumatic, but, you know, just stuff in general yeah. or when you're or watching you get, movies. Or you drink too much wine and you get blackout drunk yeah. and you remember, like, three things from the night before. I literally yeah. remember coming upstairs and that's it. That's the last thing I remember. I, I don't remember even sitting back down on the couch. But no, that, that, I've never thought about it that way. I'm, I'm like, learning shit on the show. Yeah, so kind of help you. I mean, I'm not great at it. I've... I've been notoriously bad in the past about it, not really I mean it is what makes great writers and great directors and it's one of those things that's so subtle that you don't even realize that it's drawing you closer in yeah. it could be sounds once again uh, my favorite movie <laughs> No Country <laughs> when he opens the door and you hear that you don't hear it again until he leaves but like it's the only background noise in that entire shot that isn't the conversation is a and the unwrapping of the um Candy wrapper, when he, or the peanuts, yeah. the peanut wrapper, when he squeezes it up and puts it on the table, and you just it's focus in. It's unfurling. Yeah. Yeah. So. The importance of B-roll. Yeah, and just like. We don't know. even have fucking show notes, people. <laughs> this is natural, okay? This is as good as it fucking gets. 
I just realized we have two copies of Pulp Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) You owned one and I had one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like if you're even in just day-to-day life, like if you go to, which we talked about that a lot, uh, I think in the episode Diner Stories where we were talking Mm -hmm. about uh, our mini trips to the diner. (laughs) Um, But yeah, even if you're just like going to the convenience store or whatever, if you kind of pay attention to like the little tiny intimate details that Mm -hmm. make that environment, like those are the things you want to include in your story, your movie, whatever. Because if you can physically put a person in that Mm -hmm. place that you're creating, then you've, you know, won half the battle already. One of my best tricks for doing that um, when I'm writing and when I used to you know, when I was single and I was just hanging out at my bar down there every night, was to put my headphones in and uh, I would go to this Mexican restaurant before I would go down to the bar because it was all within like a straight line of walking. So I would either go to the bar for a little while and then come hang out at the Mexican restaurant and go home or I'd go from the house to the restaurant to the bar and then walk past the bar on the way home. Walk past the restaurant on the way home. Um, But my trick was I would go in there with my headphones plugged into my iPod because I'm old school and loved my my old like you know 2005 iPod that I had (laughs) still around here somewhere the charge was lost Um, but I would plug it I I would leave it unplugged so I would sit in with my headphones so people didn't think I was listening in on their conversations and you get to play what uh, Stephen King calls in on writing like the spy you know you're like there and nobody knows that you're paying attention and you listen to drunk people's stories and they'll only remember like four or five details of what they're saying and those become like the key elements and they don't even know that they're telling you a story that you can play with yeah so you're kind of a creep is what yeah I'm getting. <laughs> no, I'm like well i can't i mean i can on occasion because you know me and i have a weird People like to approach me, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, I don't feel like I have a very approachable face I or personality. Honestly, but I got talked to six times in Walmart today. I don't <laughs> honestly get it either. Like, you are definitely polite when someone, like, tries to strike up a conversation with you, but your neutral face is kind of like, go but away. <laughs> I have had therapists refer to it as a serial killer resting face. Like, you, not, you not even, a, like, bitch, you know, face. Yeah. Just, like, I will murder everybody in this building. Yeah, you if... have a, a neutral, very irritated face. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hold irritation inside. It no. Just, it comes up, you know, up, all right then, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> You've, but, like, openly rolled your eyes at me before. I don't know why yeah. people approach So, you. like, I can walk up to a bar and strike up a conversation. I've been in the bars long enough to, you know, know how to just slip right into a group, basically. But uh, you have to be a little voyeuristic, I think, to be in the arts because you want to be able to see things the way other people see things and then, like, use your mirror to, like, reflect that back upon the world. Yeah. Because, well, I think it's necessary for understanding how... Because, like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have a good story. You know, you could put someone in the position of your character and have a garbage story, and yeah. then it's still... Writing up. dialogue is bullshit unless you <laughs> listen to other people speak, or else you're always writing in your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like having a, a good story period is king, but um, if you can put other people in the position of your character so that they can connect with them, like I said, that's a huge part of the struggle making other people care. Mm-hmm. So it is a little creepy, I guess, to think about. But yeah, like having a, a, I guess, tendencies to be voyeuristic in life in general kind of help you like, because then you can understand what it's like to be that person on some yeah. level. So you can reverse it and put them in positions you want them to be in, which uh, we were kind of having an issue with today mm-hmm. while we were shooting... Um, there's a gun in our short yeah. film. Uh, we were trying to shoot the gun scene, and um, it felt wrong. And I think we both knew it felt wrong. And I was like, I like I don't yeah. know. I didn't have the category of <laughs> how to explain it to you, and you didn't necessarily have the word to break it down to me. So we were both like, it doesn't look right, but I don't know how to fix yeah, this. Yeah, and like it was just like it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be you are the character from mm-hmm. the point of view we wanted, and it didn't feel that way. We finally figured it out. We, like, switched the shot and made it, like, more intimate feeling, but it felt really disconnected. And yeah. I was just like, oh, this is bothering me. I don't know why. <laughs> so. 
props to us for uh... figuring it out. For, for looking at the work and realizing that something needed to happen right there and that we needed to shoot. I mean, we probably shot that scene six or seven times, mm-hmm. three from one side and three from the other, before it got settled that that's the way that we wanted to shoot it. You know, But everything else feels so claustrophobic almost that this shot had a distance that just didn't fit the feel of the rest of the thing. It didn't fit the color scheme. You know, and yeah. Kristen was able to fix that in a matter of minutes, just thinking it through, switching the way that she approached it, changing the lens, you know, all yeah. different kinds of stuff. It's definitely been a learning experience, especially with the lighting and stuff on this one, because, uh... You're having to do it all by yourself. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that too, but, um, I, I've admitted that before on previous ep- episodes, I think I'm not... Um, I'm not much of an audio person. It's definitely not my forte. It's not my preference. I would rather never have to worry about the audio and just mm-hmm. let somebody else do that. But um, I'm not for having a preference for cinematography. Super great with lighting either. It doesn't, yeah. for whatever reason, come as naturally for me. I have to work a lot harder at like understanding um, like the shadows and like how that affects the scene and stuff like that. So... This has been a big learning curve for me, like trying to figure out why the lighting doesn't look right and what I need to change and when I change it, how it affects the mood. Can you imagine how we would need to go back next year and listen to this episode? Because I want to break down of film by film what was Kristen's big lesson. And by the end of it, because, you know, if I'm in the shot, I can't move. Because if I move, then I fuck up the entire situation. So like you have to go move other things around the room. And I basically just sit exactly as I was. <clears throat> but like by the end of this, you'll be able to like eyeball almost where you need the lights. You're like, well, this is the setting I need. And this is where I need them. Because I need to cast a shadow of about this depth. And by the end of it, you might only have to change it two degrees to get instead of having to pick the whole well, setting up. Um... Like, you're going to be hyper-proficient at those tiny details. And and honestly, that's the goal. There's a, like, ratio that most, uh, I I don't know it offhand, but, like, that most cinematographers reference is, like, being ideal lighting. So, like, Mm -hmm. your main light, like, your key light should be at a certain level, and then your, um, like, backlight or whatever is, like, so many stops down from your key light. And, like, um... Most cinematographers who have been doing it for a while can literally tell by looking at the light if it's, you know, a stop down or two stops down or whatever. And, like, I don't at all have the ability <laughs> to do that. I have a, which I'm not great with that either. I have, like, an actual, like, light meter that'll read the light so I know. Yeah. Um, if I, which I, I didn't use it on this project, so that's a bit extreme. But, uh, like, I, I can know if my lights are, like, you know, at the proper settings or whatever, mm. if you really wanted it to be that specific, I prefer to just kind of go eyeball it by how it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ideally in a perfect world, <laughs> by the time we've done this enough times, I would be able to look at the light and be like, oh, that one's too bright. Like that one needs to come down a little bit or whatever. We should so. get our undisclosed person to become your unofficial light woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She who shall not be named to come on to, you know, help you move the lights around. You could be like, hey, she who shall not be named, move it a little to the left. (laughs) I do want to do a stop motion film eventually and have her uh, be on that one. Yeah. Like not in it, but like, you know, help make it. I think uh, she does some pretty cool stuff. Uh, with the very limited resources that mm-hmm. she has available to her, and I think it'd be a cool experience to be like, hey, like let's do this for real. So I do actually, because we've talked about doing a stop-motion film as one of our projects. Yeah, which because probably... we don't know anything about it. It'll be a yeah, blast. <laughs> I, I know how it works. I understand the concept of stop-motion. I've never done an actual yeah. full film of stop-motion. I've only done like a little bit of it in a film. Um, so, yeah, that is... Probably not this next one, but that is a future homework assignment yeah. for sure, because I have a fascination with stop motion. And I have a fascination with South Park, and we've got a couple <laughs> of scenes that'll, you know, mm-hmm. work out. So, yeah. Get eventually. my buddy Josh to help me out with voices and just send us audio <laughs> recordings, and 
It'll be like this year's gonna be so much fucking fun. <laughs> we should do a claymation too, but that's gonna be a bitch to make. <laughs> have to literally mold the little clay characters. Well, I mean, we're in Missoula. If you guys are in Montana and you know how to make Play-Doh look like shit, <laughs> hit me up. I want to know how to make Play-Doh look like shit. You can send us an email over at nightmareboxproductions at gmail. But do you have any ideas? Ideas? Do you have any like ideas off the fly? What we should do for the January February? Because we know that we want to do February. Is that our role reversal? Probably, yeah. Brett and I have a, a special homework assignment <laughs> for each other. Uh, where we're going to... We'll go into that in February. But yeah, yeah, that's probably going to be the February cons- assignment. The role <laughs> reversal is going to be uh, more the or bitch. less that Kristen is going to have the week to write the story. And then I have to figure out how the fuck to shoot it um, with as much of her help as humanly possible <laughs> and i know that we discussed doing a two-month role reversal where you get a whole month to write the screenplay and i get a whole month to shoot the thing um but i don't know if that's the way to kick off january or if we just give you a month head start on writing it while we try to overload you with three podcasts <laughs> i don't know we'll figure that out uh <sighs> I mean, I have, like, some ideas rattling around. I don't have any specific one for January. I, I think while we're still kind of getting in the swing of it, it's a little easier to do the easier homework yeah. assignments. Like, we purposely made this one relatively vague, so there weren't a whole lot of parameters you had to follow mm-hmm. so that you could kind of do whatever you wanted. Yeah, we with had it. one and specific shot, one specific prop. and It was Christmas-themed in general. Yeah. That was it. So... Um, yeah, I, I just, I think the first two or three should be relatively easy to accomplish themes until there's like a little more momentum going. And while I'm still trying to relearn all the things I learned in school. (laughs) You're doing damn good, love. Like, I I don't want to say that you were clumsy the first day that we were shooting, but you didn't leave the audio recorder on for 15 minutes today. (laughs) Today felt a lot more... Kristen, while we were at school, you mm. know, kind of taking control of what was going on, and like you didn't dick around or waste any time. It did not to me. say that you did the first time around again. It, it not... did take me a while to fix that one shot, though. It took me a few tries to figure out why I well, didn't like it. You felt more authoritative, you know, if that's the right word. Uh, today, while you were using your camera, you felt like you were doing everything with a purpose and you were taking pictures and switching lenses and looking around and thinking about things you you, it was sexy you you had like a more control of your art form today (laughs) than you did when we tried to shoot you know last week or whatever we did a a a shot today too where brett was my little uh stunt yeah, person. I was a stunt man today. I, what have I been? I've been a stunt man. I've been a props coordinator. I'm a writer. Uh, I don't know why that's a third. <laughs> an actor. I've been an actor now. Um, that that first shot though was like on point. Location, dude. I, I think I got that one on the dolls. Like the dolls is just Kristen and I for, like filling in all these rules for our IMDb. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, I might throw this one on IMDb. Depends on how it Fuck turns it. out, but. Yeah, uh, you can find Brett and I both on IMDb, just mass, mass doing all yeah. the roles and like, everything. Who's this stuntman I've never heard of? And it's like, oh, he stuck a chainsaw through a door once, and that's a stunt, technically. <laughs> it is a stunt. I dropped a thing today, so. <laughs> we got a really cool shot, though. Mm-hmm. which is like a bottle cap flying at the camera. and I hoped I'm i so glad it didn't hit the camera. I, that I, was a cool yeah, shot. I, I, I hope that that came out all right to use. Like, I hope that works out. We got a bunch of cool shots trying to drop, you know, these things on the floor. But we got one in particular where this bottle cap, like, flies and damn near hits directly on the lens. Like, <laughs> if it was a 3D movie, it would be flying at your face. It, it looks crazy. <laughs> That one was cool. That was the first try. <laughs> People are going to watch this later and I will be dubbed uh, like the J.J. Abrams of short films instead of lens flares. It's like, why did she put all those colored lights on everything? <laughs> Who's J.J. Abrams? Uh, he did, oh, he's done a lot of stuff, but he did the 
new Star Wars movies, and oh, he got okay. a lot of flack for putting lens flares on everything because he's a fan of lens flares. And... I'm a fan of 45 degree <laughs> angles. So in February, you guys get to see a movie that's nothing but blown out contrasts at 45. <laughs> and... uh, do you have to edit yours, or do I still have to edit that? If you can teach me editing stuff. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I don't think it's going to be totally... No, that's, the, that's the point of... Uh, we don't have the January assignment, but fuck it. We'll, you know, we'll workshop the February right now. But no, the deal is that if you have a question, I have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. So like if I can't figure out how to do something, I'm going to have a shitload more questions because you have better access to pens in your everyday life than I do <laughs> fancy cameras. But... <laughs> story is going to be super bland though (laughs) but if you you know come to me and you're like well how do i you know i've got this problem and i don't know where to go with it we can creatively workshop that and when it comes down to how to get the shot done you know i'm going to have all different kinds of questions it's like well this is what i want it to look like so probably be a lot of me with a sketch pad trying to like (laughs) etch some shit out like this is what i want how do i make that and then referencing back to you. But it's February and we're in love and we need that, okay? <laughs> Mush. Really understand each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be stressful it's gonna be as a challenge. fuck. <laughs> this whole year is going to be a goddamn nightmare. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. <laughs> but I... that is not the January assignment. The January assignment's online. We'll read it to you next podcast got all day off tomorrow i'm fucking figuring i am leaning towards um which i don't know if i necessarily want to do that one right now just because of what we did for this homework assignment so i feel like on some level we kind of did that a bit ourselves this go around but uh i am leaning towards the inanimate object uh idea that we tossed around as maybe maybe january's assignment but I don't know. I want to do it so close to this one. I mean, that is going to be a bit of a challenge to try to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we'll just—I don't—I don't want to give away all our brilliant ideas, so I'm not elaborating (laughs) on it. Yeah, there's an idea I'm rattling around that I am interested in. Where a thing is the character kind of deal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So. that there's some understanding, and that doesn't sound like gibberish. But no, we'll hammer out the homework assignments and stuff like that. But I'm enjoying this one so far. I've got to see you do your job and like, <laughs> it's out of bed. I got to see you like do your, your craft, like your passion, not your job. You know? <laughs> yeah, hey, you finally went to work. <laughs> I've, I've gotten to see like that light in your eye where you're like, this is what, you know, and I tried to stay out of your hair and then I'd come in and be like, there's lights all over the place. I can't walk around the old apartment. <laughs> came in the door i was like don't move <laughs> <laughs> if you move you're gonna screw up you're gonna put a shadow on the wall and i can't fix that's that. actually what i was thinking yeah. i was like if you come any further into the room i'll be able to see it <laughs> which i kept having that problem myself because i'm doing um so much with the colored lights where i could see my own shadow and i was like fuck <laughs> like, i'm casting a shadow the african-american lights jesus christ <laughs> it's up. 2020 <laughs> i did which i don't know that you can really see the um, the case where we keep our movies in the shot, but I did move my Pilates book out of the seat. I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know that Brad would have had a Pilates book. It's like we've got uh, the history of Berlin. We've got you know the Catcher in the Rye and the, the Jungle. Got, yeah, the Pilates. We got Langston Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, the film books and like even the. Um, Shell Silverstein. Yeah, even the Shell Silverstein. I was like, I'll, I'll buy into that. Oh, I didn't move my love languages book, though. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you right. just have a love languages book. I mean, I've got a fucking Alan Watts and Kurt Vonnegut and the Wizard of Oz. are all sitting on top of each other. It's, uh, a, it's a crazy household. <laughs> but I thought the pink Pilates book might uh, stand out too much, <laughs> so I moved to that one. Should have taken my Cormac McCarthy collection from down there and switched it around. Got yeah. Blood Meridian and... The Red Orchid, or... <laughs> Next time. Yeah. We'll have a whole uh, studio set up eventually, and just have all the cool shots, because we'll have a kick-ass studio. I mean, we still do have that film that we never finished, which was supposed to be the first official mm. Nightmare Box film. We could yeah. do that one in January. But the 
assignment be for everyone else, though? Fuck them. I don't... new beginnings you and your girlfriend try to do what me and my girlfriend do as often as we do it all the time (laughs) i kind of want to blue chew no (laughs) (laughs) like we need our god where's our fucking mid-roll read (laughs) trying to fight breast cancer (laughs) no i kind of want to do that one when we have a proper studio again because i feel like it needs that space to breathe because like that's part of the scene is like you're in the office. Mm-hmm. So I do still want to do that one. I, I think that's a, when we have a I think it's still setup. up on the board so we can do it whenever we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> when we have an actual studio. In 2020. Sometime yeah. in 2020 we'll be able to make that film. Got a brilliant script. It, it, it's very meta. And it's, <laughs> it's basically like Kristen and I struggling to do our thing and then like the typewriter kind of comes to life like if i had to give you like a vague uh take on it that's more or less what the i just get that really that it's running itself behind the scenes almost it it, very meta i did get that really cool photo though the day that i was uh trying to do the audio of the typewriter Mm -hmm. and i was like texting you like how do you use a typewriter Yeah, I think you've got all this, like, super expensive stuff. Like, you've got thousands of dollars in equipment that I look at and I get, like, panicky. And then you sent me a message and you were like, how do you work a 110-year-old royal typewriter? And I'm like, put paper in it and hit the key. (laughs) That's it. When it goes to ching slide it back over, reel it down once, and go again. <laughs> you were, like, telling me, though, whenever I went to use it, you were like, it's kind of old, you know, the ribbon probably needs to be replaced. Try yeah. not to use a thin part of the ribbon because you can break the ribbon. And I was just like, I don't I don't know if it's too thin. Like, what if I go to type and I break it? <laughs> Meanwhile, when I work on it, I grab those two reels, and I'm like, <laughs> it sounds like a DJ skinning some shit for Run DMC. Oh, that is kind of funny though, yeah. Bro, I was at work and I was like texting him like, how do I, how do I type on this thing? How'd you figure out the camera? (laughs) You can't figure out a typewriter. Took me a couple of years. (laughs) You know, I went to school for that. (laughs) I had a very vague understanding of how to shoot a movie on a camera before I went to school, but I did not understand like exposure, aperture, any of that shit until I went to school. So uh, my original films were kind of garbage. And then I I paid a lot of money to learn how to do those things. (laughs) (laughs) My job doesn't change computer or typewriter, except I can save on my computer. I have And your hard drive. Well, I've got writing programs on my computer that cost more than that typewriter did, and I've never had to replace my typewriter. (laughs) <laughs> never had to replace this computer. I mean, I am putting the MacBook to task. <laughs> I've had it for about a year now. I have filled it up three different times. Like, I used to do my... I fry computers, and I've only got water on one of them. It, most of the time, it's like, dude, I don't know what you're expecting of me, but... <laughs> Not capable. Gasping in its final breath. Yeah. Like, so please. you can only save so many words on me before I die. <laughs> Hard drives. Well, I've got those now. <laughs> I don't know why. Whew, okay. Too many face plans too fast. I dropped the vowel. I got those now. 2020 is the oh, year of Brett. Oh, I'm the eighth. Oh, I am. the I am. 2020 is the year of Brett just really embraces his heritage. She's been married seven times before, and everyone was a Hattery. Should I go get my hat? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Swear my English hat yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, what are you doing in 2020? Same shit we were doing in 2019, getting fucked up and making art. We should make <laughs> one while we're in England. I'm, uh, definitely, we're doing that. I'm already trying to figure out how to get the podcast equipment out there so that we can do, like, live from London. <laughs> I could bring my audio. I can interview Molly. and. I could bring my audio recorder instead of the actual uh, microphone and shit, because then all we would need yeah. would be AA batteries. I'm down. And that would fit in my carry We could do on. a podcast on that. I mean, I'd, yeah, we'd have to record it onto the recorder and then yeah. we'd have to load it onto a computer later so it wouldn't be like a live episode or anything, but yeah. Okay. 
That's what we were supposed to do in the Pinsky truck, and I accidentally packed my audio recorder. Yeah, thought you... I lost it, panicked, and finally <laughs> found it after we'd been here for a couple of weeks. Yeah, speaking of Molly, so I can, you know, like, uh, I don't want to dwell on that because I definitely want to interview her um, when we go out there. Or we need to figure out how to Skype call her because she's brilliant. That's my cousin. Um, and <laughs> I think it's under Molly uh, Willis in on the youtube but the song is the upswing and mm-hmm. if you guys have not heard upswing you need to it's pause fine. this shit go listen to that shit molly like myself um has bipolar disorder and the whole song is about the mania that comes you know like it, it it's an incredible song i listen to it all the time and i dance it i love you Mollison. <laughs> no, we'll interview song. you in 2020 <laughs> this year this year. We'll interview you this year. Motherfucking living the goals. <laughs> Did you hear me say, I hope I can interview Molly? No, I'm interviewing Molly in 2020. <laughs> That's agrees. how it's done. <laughs> she are might you tell on, you no. <laughs> Are you on your diet? Are you, are you on the treadmill right now and you're like, holy mother of shit. I, you know, I can't handle this anymore. Are you thinking about getting on a diet? Go listen to our last episode where I told you to go fuck your mother with your... <laughs> Militant positivity. Militant positivity. <laughs> Brett breaks you down so he can build you back up. I do. I try really super duper hard. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad your uh, version of positivity with me is more gentle. <laughs> I would yeah, cry. I, I would cry if you yelled these things at me. No, I don't yell at you. Normally, <laughs> <laughs> like, sweetheart, you're doing a great job. So I love you. I'm beyond proud. You know this, that, and then I hop on here and I'm like, you can take opinion of yourself and shove it in your mother's vagina <laughs> it works for some people <laughs> it does it, would, it, it should work for all people but most people are pussies and those aren't people i want to listen to the show you know <laughs> go join your little writers groups out there in california right about the elves <laughs> yeah or witches or whatever it was the group you got kicked out of <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> werewolves something yeah, it was uh, fucking druids and goddamn, like wizards and shit they're like yeah i don't think you fit in here and i'm like i'm pretty happy about that like, I don't know what to tell you. i'm trying to write a story about a cam girl who receives a car bomb you guys keep writing about werewolves like that hasn't been getting done for the Is best the 400 website? fucking years um i don't know actually because I, I had problems with it that I couldn't iron out all the way. I can't gotcha. remember if I threw it up anyway or not. Mm. I really liked the concept. I really liked the story. But yeah, there was just one. there was always something that was it didn't feel right. Like the descriptions were all on point. I don't know. We're talking about a story you guys may or may not be able to read. What kind of mistakes <laughs> were made? You should. I mean, we should. That's a that's a twenty twenty goal. Um, get back to my weekly yeah putting more of those up like even like the pinewood massacre was a really good one i don't know why Mm -hmm. that one came down like we should put that one back up well i wanted to put it all my plan when i pulled it down was to format it all into one long novella and then um edit it like iron it at least to the point where the grammar was all consistent and the storyline was a hundred percent um or I would like to do another novella like that because it was a fun challenge. Like yeah. you used to be able to, Playboy was famous for it, but they would release like a, a new chapter every month. And so you'd like read it and you'd be like, fuck. And you'd have to wait for the next chapter to come out. Maybe um, we should have a separate um, challenge for strictly writers where you get like a set amount of time to yeah, release Yeah, no, so if you guys want to submit anything at all, like I'll read it and if I like it, I'll put it up on the fucking website free of charge. You don't have to charge me a goddamn thing. Just have to shoot an email over to uh nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Yeah. Like I'm not paying you for it, but you're not getting paid for it right now anyway, hmm. so it's just exposure and this podcast is catching some traction, the website's catching some traction. So if you've got something that you want to submit, submit it and if it it's cool. Like, I might shoot you notes. I did that, and I think I upset the only person that's done it so far. Well, but they, I think it's they, one they were good notes, you know, but it was a minor tweak, and it upset the person to receive the feedback. Well, I think it's one but of I don't want to put things. it up on the website if I'm like, well, here's a glaring plot hole. <laughs> well, I mean, even if someone just wants feedback, if they don't want 
because we don't necessarily need yeah. to put other people's work on our website if you just want like feedback. But I think it's one of those kind of things where sometimes you need tough love, but you don't want tough yeah. love. No, but it is love. Like I'm not trying to tear anybody's dream down at all, and I did not do that with this person. Yeah. You know. I received the story. They asked for notes. I gave them notes. I corrected the grammar. I shifted a couple of things around um, with track changes so that they were killed, easily reversible. Killed the darlings. Killed the darlings. It's like you've wasted a whole page here. We don't need this page. Get rid of this page. Pick it up like around this area. Write you know, maybe one paragraph that goes before that bleeds us in. And I think you have this. No. But I think that's an important part of growth, too. Like, I kept asking you today. I was like, well, what do you think? And, you know, are there changes that you would make if yeah. you were the person in charge? Because I think it's important to hear, which we've talked about that a lot, whenever someone's the writer and the director and whatever. Like, if you're too close to your own, to your own work, you don't necessarily always see the yeah. flaws in it. And like, Well, it's your baby. Yeah. Like, you don't... It, when you post a picture of your child on Facebook and you're like, I've got the most beautiful baby in the world, I guarantee you it looks like an alien. <laughs> they always look like an alien. You think it's perfect because it came out of you. <laughs> That's a damn good analogy. It's a little harsh for anybody who's holding their newborn baby right now. and They're like, fuck, he does kind of look like an alien. They don't look like they belong here yet. Okay? Hit his head against the coffee table. Give him the little dent that we all got back in the late 80s and the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I mean, as the creator of the work, you can choose whether or not you want to take someone's, you know, advice to heart. Yeah. You know. Um, and you shouldn't always. If it's yeah. negative or it's like blatantly disrespectful, fuck that. But if it's it's constructive to the story, you are not the story. Don't take it so damn personally. Well, even if it's not necessarily bad advice, even if it's pretty decent advice, but you just disagree and, like, in your mind it's going a different direction, you can choose to not always take other people's advice. But I do think it is helpful to hear other people's opinions. Like, if I ask you, for instance, like, what do you think of this shot? And you're like, oh. I'm not a fan. I can be like, well, screw you. I still like it. I'm using it. Well, my problem, you know, with cutting in on that sort of a thing is I don't have enough understanding of film to explain sometimes, I think, what my critique would be. And so, like, when the shot felt too distant, I didn't realize that that was the problem because I didn't realize that getting closer was a fix, you know, if that makes any sense. But I mean, like, if... it feels off, but I don't know why it feels <laughs> off. And just telling you that it's bad is a negative critique. If I can't offer a solution, yeah. you know. But I mean, even if you're like, uh, like hypothetically, if I give you like a rough edit of this film, and I was like, "What are your thoughts?" and you were like, "Ah, oh, it just feels off," or whatever. Like, I feel like we need like some work here, or whatever. Like, I I do think, regardless of whether or not you choose to take other people's opinions under advisement like it is kind of helpful to hear other people's yeah. um when they're being serious and they're being constructive advice because it opens you up to kind of recognizing the holes in your own work so like i i have that as a, a goal that i've been working on i guess mm-hmm. like not taking criticism about my work um personally yeah personally like whenever we did the dolls we sent it off to some guys that do um, a podcast that breaks down short stories. Podcast per se, but it was definitely a YouTube series yeah. that they had where they were sitting like podcast style. I don't know if they had like an actual podcast you could go listen to or not, but it was a series of YouTube videos. And I've only watched our one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would deconstruct videos mm. and stuff like that. And like, um, I don't know, like, I feel like we found it helpful. There were some like points where we could kind of be like, ah, whatever. I don't agree. And there were some points where it was kind of like, oh God, that's right. So it's helpful to kind of. Everybody loved the chainsaw scene. (laughs) Yeah. But one guy was flat out like, why didn't he just open up the door? And it was like. It's not dramatic. (laughs) It's not dramatic. It's a a closet. You can't lock that. wasn't really a closet it was actually another bedroom (laughs) but well i mean i think it gives you something because you can sit there and like 
have a finished work and that you've already released and like have criticism given to you about it and yeah. you can sit there and beat yourself up and be like oh my movie sucked or you can be like these are things that i'll keep in mind for the next one so mm-hmm. i do think it is helpful to hear other people's thoughts on it because if there are things you need to work on then you'll know the next time around like this is an area i can improve mm-hmm. so, it helps god damn right it does. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, probably butchering this film, though. (laughs) No, you're not butchering it. And, you know, if all we can drop on the 7th is, like, a rough cut, and then you want to go back and clean it, you know, because we have to hop on to the January film. Um, If you want to go back and clean it later, we can release, like, a second edition and be like, hey, here's the rough cut that we set out with. Here's after Kristen went back into it and did all these other things, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect at the deadline, you know, like it's just designed to change the way that I think about writing. You think about filming. Uh, we look at the arts. We're going to learn something new every month over here at Mistakes Were Made. And if we wanted it to be called, we did it right the first time, then it wouldn't be called the Mistakes Were Made podcast. I will reiterate uh, a thought from a previous podcast, though, if you're going to... About end... the Jews? <sighs> no, if you're going to... If you have, like, an actual camera camera where you can switch out the lenses and you feel like your your films or whatever aren't that yeah. great and what you're thinking about buying is a new camera body, I will reiterate. Um, just buy new, better lenses, because I, I will say having... To try to do this film without the wide lens that I just got would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So I am very glad that I got that lens. (laughs) Because I used it a lot today. (laughs) So definitely comes in handy having a a nice selection of... I I don't have a selection of lenses. I only have like three. But having options where you can kind of change the look and the fill. But to reiterate with inside the book that you've been reading, you know work within your means as well if you can't afford a new lens right now save up for it you know put twenty dollars a check aside until you can get where you need to get with it but if you want to participate you can do these on a cell phone camera you just have to write the script and the story with what you have if you can only zoom in in these like clunky ass ways and you you know you could do it on a motorola razor if you (laughs) I probably wouldn't yeah. recommend that, but an iPhone for sure. Yeah, well, you could do or a f- smartphone in general. Yeah, no, you could, you could make magic work with those things. You just need to shoot the right thing for that, and you can always make it happen. Like we want to make them big enough um, to where they can be done with the simplest of means, or they can be done if you've got the extra money to put into the new body or the new lens. Um, you don't need hardcore writing uh, things. I do it for ease because I write so goddamn much. I'm not doing all of this on Word because they don't format with like Control-7 to like go into character as opposed to me having to tab, tab, tab and then realign. (laughs) I will say too, um, if you want a single camera that offers like more versatility, um, like old style, I mean, they, they have like older digital ones too, like just family, like, uh, video cameras. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't do a literal video camera where you're recording on tape because then you got to figure out how to digitize it. But, uh, I know my mom had like a, little old handheld like digital Mm -hmm. recorder camera when they first started coming out with those and i can't imagine those are too much money these days because they were pretty basic and a lot of those have like built-in zoom functions and stuff like our go to the pawn shop motherfucker our person who cannot be named is currently playing around with a really really old one that is not digital yeah Yeah. (laughs) records on cassette camcorder is a motherfucker she's got a tripod and she was so goddamn excited she brought it out to the christmas dinner and was like i'm gonna record you guys like talking inside the thing you know? <laughs> yeah and like it had which you can zoom in and out and it had like a couple of really cool settings where you could like 
shoot in night mode and kind of like mm-hmm. had like pastels and mosaic <laughs> and all these crazy settings that were built into the camera. So if um, you're like just starting out and you want something that's a little more versatile, like I um, I'm definitely not knocking by any means like those handheld like family style video recorders because yeah, I've the little strap that goes over yeah, your right hand. Yeah, <laughs> like those kinds that are made more for like home videos. Like you can still shoot like a pretty cool video on those and they're pretty versatile and I like I said I can't imagine an older model would be very expensive. So mm-hmm. um definitely don't feel like you have to have the latest greatest stuff like my new lens that I bought is still technically considered a cheaper lens. So It's about it's all, working with the craft. Yeah. I learned how to write with a pencil that had a fucking attachable eraser and I burned the eraser route so much that you get that weird metal on paper scrape when it would burst through because you ran out the regular eraser and your pen was only like three inches <laughs> long. Your pencil. It's only like three inches long. But, I mean, anybody can start anywhere, you know. You could do these assignments pretty much if you're anything above homeless like there's a way to make it happen you know i do disagree um well fine no not with that i'll fight you not with that i'm trying to get everybody to get involved (sighs) especially doesn't believe in your dreams uh, (laughs) um i will say though since you you brought up the the book i've been reading that i do especially after having um spent time on this assignment in particular like i i disagree with their concept of saving money by just doing one shot for every take like i think especially if you own your own equipment like i'm not having to rent equipment so in that sense time isn't money for me because i don't We've already spent the money. Yeah, at I'm this not... point, it's making the money back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying a fee to hang on to my gear. If you were, you know, renting gear, I guess, yeah, you should probably be like mm-hmm. more expedient in the process. But I would not rent gear for these homework assignments. I would just <laughs> no, shoot on your don't. phone. Yeah. Um, but please like... do not spend money on account of us. Like, spend money on account of yourself. Use the assignments to better your craft. You know. Yeah, but I, I personally feel like. If you take the time to shoot a shot a couple of different ways and kind of fill it out and see what you think works best for that scene, like you kind of learn and grow in each scene, like how is this making me feel? Like how is this, you know, portraying the scene or this character? Mm-hmm. So I, I would disagree with the one shot for each or one take for each shot that's absurd to me. Like I there mm-hmm. were a couple of shots that I was trying to get while I was doing the B roll today where I was just playing around with them and I was like, Oh, that one really worked and that one did not work at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I think more than anything, mm-hmm. be experimental in these so that you can figure out what your style is and how to convey the things that you want to convey. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Like... <laughs> You got any final thoughts? You are? I was going to say, I'm a little buzz. Oh, I was going to keep it sexy. I'm sorry. (laughs) How you feeling, love? A little buzz. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm excited for what this year is going to bring. I'm excited for the challenges. Like, I, I think more than anything, that was probably a little bit the point of this company when we started it, but forcing ourselves and yourselves out of your comfort zone and doing things that might seem intimidating or scary or beyond your skill set you know is going to help all of us grow Mm -hmm. throughout this year so um yeah I'm excited to see at the end of the year how much we've learned welcome to the nightmare box (laughs) can't wait to see what comes when we open that bitch in 2020 (laughs) But you guys can send us an email where you can send us your films or any questions you have or any stories you're working on. You know, if there's a way that we can help you out, shoot us an email over at... Uh, Nightmareboxproductions at Gmail. Or you can go on over to Facebook at... Facebook.com slash Nightmareboxproductions. 
Uh, or you can swing on over to Instagram if you got any cool pictures from this past month uh, when you were sh- shooting your film. If you got like fun selfies with your camera and all I've that. I've been posting some on ours. Exactly. <laughs> and you can find that over at? At Nightmare Box Productions. Um, or you can... What did I miss? Like, Tweet us your thoughts. Everybody's texting me like right at the very end. Tweet us your thoughts <laughs> over at? At Nightmare Box Pro. <laughs> Uh, go on over to YouTube at youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington where you can find the dolls or you can go on over to our website at thenightmarebox.blog where you'll see the exact same thing in the top right hand corner uh, Kristen directed it I wrote it we filmed it together it was fucking brilliant and it's like the cornerstone to our relationship as artists uh, or you can go on down to the bottom right-hand corner. You can buy the Madman Diaries, written by this motherfucker. You send me $10, I'll send it to you, even if it costs me $25 to get it there to you. I'll lose money to get you to read my little pamphlet of a collection. It's a very good book. It's a very good collection. It made I, me cry. It makes everybody cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good side or a bad side. It's 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 a written. You in successfully the, connected me with the character. I I did. I've, I wrote it in the middle of a mental breakdown. So <laughs> it worked out well. Everybody else feels anxious when they read it. So <laughs> send me ten dollars. I'll send it to you. Send me fifty dollars. I'll send you five copies. I don't give a fuck. We need the money. <laughs> Did we miss any of them, sweetheart? No. Welcome to the Nightmare Box 2020. 2.0. 2.0. <laughs> you ready to fucking unravel some shit? I am. You ready to kick some doors down? I am. You ready to figure out how to blow up a car with the state's approval legally? Maybe. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fine, Kristen's down for doing it illegally. I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>